Hello, humans. We meet again. It's your girl, Chachatha, bringing you another episode of Summaries with Chak. Thank you for joining me again. I know that you've been waiting like this whole month for me to bring you another episode but of course my intentions are always to do that but as you know if you've been listening my life has been uprooted in so many ways and interestingly enough a lot of you can say the same good or bad um of course sadly it's february the last day and we're still going through this pandemic that started for um, a lot of us in Texas or America. It started in March, but I think some of us had COVID even even in February this time last year. I remember doing a, a show and like most of the cast was like sick. We were shut down, but we still had to be at rehearsal and we still had to perform. And um, I remember that, like, clearly. So I don't know. But um, and then on top of all of this pandemic, we just like last week or maybe two weeks ago now, we received the snowpocalypse or snowvid19. I love both of those, by the way. I mean, leave it up to uh, social media to make light of the situation or just give it a name and basically a lot of people in um, the south mainly Texas in particular we lost we lost power we lost water um, you know so so many things were taken from us I guess throughout this um, s- snowstorm. I mean, the snowstorm was intense. Like it's uh, for Texas, especially for Austin. Like it's very rare that we see sl- snow, and then like when we do, it's like a little bit of ice where you can still see the grass, but it's like icy, and we're like, oh, snow day! Like you know what I mean? We're lit for those days. But this was overwhelmingly beautiful and also sad. Beautiful because of all the snow pictures I got to see. And all the, you know, pictures and things that people were posting, that was beautiful. But then it got terribly sad when people's water pipes bursted or froze over to where um, they couldn't get water, they couldn't take showers, they couldn't make food. And the food that they did have in the freezer or fridge um, ended up going bad because of the electricity being shot. Um... And that was profound to me. And, you know, I'm on this new thing. I call it a new thing for me because God is doing a new thing in me. And even though I talk a lot about my faith, um, I'm really like every day getting more serious about um, the craft, 
the craft of Christianity. And it's growing a lot in me because of how sick I was last year and continuing on into the beginning of this year. And it really showed me that, like, you know, of course, life is precious, life is short. And, you know, is it really worth, like, having a million one-night stands? Is it really worth being so drunk you don't know what's happening? Being so lit that you don't know what's going on? Like, is that all really worth it? Like, you know, and I just was like, what's, who's more important? Who am I living for? And I'm definitely living for the one who died for me. So when I was super suicidal um, for like most of 2020, really since 2018, I've suffered from suicide. But I've always had suicidal thoughts like since I was probably like 11, 12 years old. But it got it intensified in 2018 when I first um, had my first like um, bout with MS. I didn't know that being numb from my, um, basically my chest all the way down to my toes. I didn't know that that was MS taking over. I didn't know. But um, because I was still able to walk around, I was still able to perform in a show. I didn't know that. But I was also dating a couple of guys who did me pretty dirty um, over time. I didn't have many boundaries. And it wasn't until I got sick enough to where I was literally brought down to my knees or I didn't know how to stand. I always kept falling that I realized like, oh, um, you know, God is trying to tell me something. And what I think is really ironic is we had this pandemic where we were told like, stay in your houses don't be around groups of like 10 people or more. Um, keep it within your families. Wash your hands. Wash your face. Like be clean and be safe. Stay home, right? So that was cool. Everything was cool. And then they started lifting the band a little bit. Like lockdown was being lifted. Like, okay, certain restaurants are back open again. Um, certain facilities you can now move around in that was cool and then we're doing that doing that and then you know things people got carried away they took advantage and then they slowed it down again right then come 2021 i mean right from the jump we had them acting crazy at the capitol and in washington dc like people were um, promoting and supporting oppression, white supremacy, bringing the the they were trying to be the top dogs, bringing everyone else down, bringing them under them, and that was really uncanny, really uncomfortable to see. I just remember feeling really unsafe, and I couldn't sleep like at all. And then, um, like just that within the next month, they I mean we got a cool new president that's pretty exciting but also very scary because a lot of the policies he created or you know said he was going to bring into effect have yet to do that but also we're also like really impatient as Americans we want things to happen now it's just our we live in a society and we live in a world that's like instant gratification so we want to be gratified instantly 
from us choosing this new president. But I just hope that we um, take comfort in giving it time, you know, and that could be a controversial message here, just like me talking about God. But so that situation. But then there's Snowvid. So Snowvid happened, Snowvid 19, the snowpocalypse that came and we thought the pandemic was bad. And then this happened. So not only do we have to stay home, I mean, we could die if we go out on the roads and driving around. And then he took more things away from us that we, we a lot of us really needed, like water, uh, food, um, electricity, like a lot of the things that we needed or thought we needed, we didn't have and some people still don't have water some people still don't you know I mean I guess I think most people have been renewed electricity but it literally just happened like today or this past week um so being without for so long like I think God was really trying to tell us like who's in control and I think What's crazy about the snowpocalypse is that it was science and God coming hand in hand, holding hands and saying, we both got to be a part of this situation. Like, I think global warming is a real thing. If you don't think so, just look outside. I mean, I mean now, but like, just look at how the weather fluctuates. And we always used to joke about that. Like, Texas weather is like a woman uh, on her period. You know what I mean? one minute she's cold and then you just give it some time she's gonna be hot by the end of the day um or vice versa she's really hot in the morning and then by the end of the day she's super cold you don't you don't have time for her I know me as a person I definitely can relate to that like you know what I'm saying so that's just something that I feel like God was really trying to talk to us and and for me, I've been really trying to be like, okay, what are you saying to me? What does this mean? So you add all of that, right? The the pandemic on top of the snowpocalypse, on top of me having this disability, like enabling disability, like it was bad, but like it was bad in March. I mean, in August. Um and then by September, I was cool. I could walk again. I could do stuff again. I could perform again. And then uh, fast forward to November when I ended up in the hospital again. And I was in the hospital till the middle of December, right before Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. That was crazy. It was crazy to bring in the new year, sitting down in a chair, using a walker because I couldn't move around. That was really overwhelming, really sad. And I found out, you know. I started reading. I love to read anyway, but I was like trying to read books that really motivated me and inspired me. Um, And I'll talk a lot about those books when the time comes, you know, but I started reading a lot of these books and they really helped me. And I learned like inflammation, there's good inflammation and there's bad inflammation. And I allowed, I allowed even after, you know, being healed the first time. I allowed bad inflammation back into my world or even if I didn't allow it, you don't realize how thin the lines are that we let situations and people cross. Um, 
I let certain situations with my friends or my family or substances like try to appear back into my world that I didn't need food. You know what I mean? Um, and it really showed me that like, wow, um, you got some work to do. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, Michelle's too good now. Like, oh, she talks about God all the time. But and it's so funny because I used to be one of those people that was like, oh, you get on my nerves. You talk about God so much like but when you really learn about God, it's like, wow, like it's kind of like people who are obsessed with Harry Potter or like Lord of the Rings or something like when you are really intrigued by a story or a subject or a character like you can't turn away from it and I feel that way about how I'm learning about God and like my poor neighbors are probably like oh lord here she go but I can't help but be so drawn into the things that I'm learning so though this podcast was all about like having conversations with others it's really become um I'm thinking I mean, because I mean, I have listeners and I'm really grateful for you guys for listening, but I might lose a lot of listeners because I really want this, you know, to continue to be my verbal diary. But I also want it to continue to be a podcast where I talk about faith a a whole lot more than I have in the past. Like, and it's so cool to me when I listen to old episodes and I'm like, ooh, cha. I went to Bible study this past Thursday and we talked about the dry bones Um, in Ezekiel, I think 34, no, 37, um, the story of the dry bones. And I really liked that story and I was really intrigued by it. So I started a Bible plan and I'm going to continue it talking about the dry bones. And like one of the questions our facilitator asked us was like, where do you guys have dry bones in your life? Like, are, are you specifically a dry bone or do you have like people in your life who are dry bones and I really think especially when I listen to older episodes they're like man I had so many dry bones I think about the episodes where um I was trying to like do my own thing in the beginning and man like I had dry bones like the stuff I was talking about was some dry bones it was sad you know but like at the same time, I didn't know better, but I did know better, but I wasn't doing better. I wasn't trying to do better. And you know that quote, when you know better, you do better. And I just feel like I definitely know better, so I have to do better. And one of my devotionals today was like, what's the point of reading the Bible and then or listening to the word and being like, okay, that was good. And then what, you, what are we going to eat? <laughs> you know, like moving on. It's like, you can't say you, you read the Bible. And that's like looking in the mirror, seeing yourself and then walking away and forgetting what you look like, you know? So it's like, get, get with it. Like get into the word. And that's really hard for me because my situation is like crazy. Like I have like a lot of stuff that I haven't really talked about on my podcast but like some people know about it um but I don't know if that's shame or if that's like me just waiting for the right time to tell these stories um but some people know but it is what it is it's nothing like shameful you know what I mean I'm not like oh my gosh like (laughs) but it's just really like um just a matter of me trying to formulate the right sentences or stories to tell 
Um, but I want to um, move on to a new segment called, remember this one's called the Exhort Corner. And like the episode with my mom, we had her be the Exhort, but this time I'm going to Exhort somebody else. So let's take a short, short break. and We'll be back right after this. Okay, thank you for coming back, guys. Um, that was a real quick, short break. Um, I just want to do the exhort corner. In the exhort corner, it's so funny, but I want to exhort myself. And you guys are like, what the heck does exhort mean? It's like to lift somebody up or be supportive of a situation. Um, I'm going to get the correct definition. Um, and empathetically like urging someone to do something and I want to exhort myself in this situation uh strongly encourage I want to strongly encourage myself to keep going and not only me but anyone else like listening to this with like a disability um I went to bible class today after church and I say I went to but I watched because I'm doing virtual and I feel like even when they super lift the bands and we're allowed to like go to church and like go to um, restaurants and certain places. I mean, some places we are allowed to go to and some people can still go to church. Like, you know what I mean? But I just mean for me specifically, um, certain places, I'm just like, I ain't gonna go. You know what I mean? Because some people don't, they just don't respect the the way the world is right now. Like they don't be wearing masks. They don't be washing their hands, you know, but they kind of were, were that way already. But now you on blast. OK, we see you. We see you digging in your butt and then <laughs> trying to shake hands like chill, chill with that. Chill. Um, but anyways, uh, I want to exhort myself because I want to strongly encourage myself to keep moving forward, um, to keep pushing myself beyond my limits. Like, for example, I went to Orange Theory Fitness. I think it was a Friday. It was on Friday, um, which is really crazy for me because I was so, so nervous the night before. But then I prayed. I prayed about it and I like had some peace. I was peaceful driving there to to the workout and everything. And I brought my little cane inside with me thinking I was going to like have to like really need it. And then I didn't need it. I didn't need it at all. I went to the the workout and I did the workout. There were some things that I was like, I want to do this, but either I was afraid or I just physically wasn't able to do that yet. And I say yet because I believe in time. However, um, I worked out the whole hour and apparently people leave or whatever when they can't like finish the workout or they tired, they get up and they get out. But I stayed there that whole hour. And then after the workout, the guy who was my coach, this black guy, he was like, okay, I'm about to put you on blast, all right? And I was like, okay, because I didn't really know what he meant by that. And then he was like, all right, class, before you head out, I just want you to give it up, give a shout out to Michelle. This is her first time. This is her first class. And she's an MS warrior. So we just want to give it up for her. And I was like, oh, 
And everybody clapped and cheered. And that made me feel really good, of course. So I'm like riding the bike trying to be cool. <laughs> I'm really pedaling, really pedaling. And uh, but that was really exciting to me because I was like, OK, the support is real here. Um, so if you haven't tried Orange Theory Fitness, I would say try it at least once. A lot of people are intimidated buy it because you know they put your heart rate up up on the a tv screen so you can see how fast you're going or how good you're doing when you don't really know how good you're doing um because the heart rate monitors that they give you they don't have like your fitbit or your apple watches that can say like heart rate is your steps are you know what i mean and so you can feel like oh this is i don't know how well i'm doing you know but um um that you know it was it was actually encouraging i was nervous i was scared but i walked in there and i was like okay as long as i tell him that i can't do certain things or you know i'm i'm not comfortable doing certain things um he he um moderated a lot of things for me and some stuff he didn't moderate and i wasn't the only person needing those moderations okay there were a lot of people in there who weren't doing moderations but they was tied okay they was out and i was like okay so i'm not alone in this fitness journey so i want to exhort myself lift myself up for how far i've come and how much i'm stepping over hard things like one of the other things is that um the last couple of times I recorded with you guys, I was using a walker and I was very embarrassed by it. I had one of my friends who's a, who's awesome. He also recorded an episode um, with me about being a black in a pandemic and theater, doing theater. And that was awesome. And um, go go listen to that. But he wanted to come over and chill. And I was like, no, no, I'm too afraid. Like, I don't want to be around anyone, you know. And part of that is like, cool that I can say that because there was a pandemic you know but part of me was just like he was somebody who wanted to encourage me and I was like I don't I'm too embarrassed to be encouraged but he sent me this song called uh this too shall pass by India Airy and I love her okay gosh but he sent me that song and he was like listen to that song every day every morning and I would start my mornings like I think all of the rest of January and a little bit in the beginning of February until I like I didn't necessarily forget but I you know started diving more into um, my devotionals um but but sometimes I would do my devotional and still listen to that afterwards and I loved that but anyways he told me to do that and that really encouraged me and I talked about Terry Walls, you know, the Walls Protocol. I'm obsessed with her. But, you know, she really is. I mean, she really was telling me stuff that you kind of already know. And I listen to so many different books about health now um, because I don't I'm not trying to be a food snob, but I'm very like particular about what I eat. I blame Dr. Daniel Amen and his wife, Tana Amen, because they really have showed be shown me a lot um, of importance with nutrition and how important it is to eat right and eat better because food is medicine like straight up so I was not walking um, without assistance I was <clears throat> pretty um 
pretty bad at the assistance that I had. The assistance that I was using was like a mess. It was a mess. Okay. Um, but then I recently, um, just started getting stronger, like to where I can go outside. I can walk. I mean, I can't walk that far now. I think I can walk 0.2 miles, 0.29 miles. Um, which I'm, my goal is to obviously at least do like a full half a mile. And then eventually, cause you guys, if you know me, you follow me on social media, you see that my workout game was strong. I was getting real good at it. And I also really love it. I love it. And so, but my point is, uh, I want to encourage myself to keep going because um, just like any other human who is trying to do push-ups and they can only do like five or one, um, if they continue and they stay consistent, they will get stronger. They will be able to do more. Their body will get more familiar, more comfortable with doing it. So just like anyone else, I'm just trying to grow because thanks to food um, and the physical fitness that I do at home, I have really seen a change in me. I'm able to walk around my apartment just fine. I'm able to go check my mail just fine. Like now it's a far mailbox. So I drive up there, but then I get out and, you know, walk up there without assistance, check the mail, get back in my car. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just moving around a lot more without assistance. And I'm really proud of myself for that because I never thought, I mean, because I was in bad shape leaving the hospital, I never thought I would be this good. I mean, as good as I am now, I've come just way too far and I'm surprised and I'm proud of myself. I can only say good things about me because of what I've done for me. Um, and, um, I also want to exhort myself because I think I said this last episode that like cool things, amazing things are happening. And I'm just gonna, I just want to say, I don't even know if I'm like allowed to say the things I'm going to say. Well, one of them I know is totally fine, but the other two is kind of, I don't know. So, you know me, I'm like, I'm going to keep it honest. If I'm not supposed to say nothing, I'm probably tell y'all in the next episode like oh I wasn't supposed to say that or you know um but if you remember the episode that I officially came out about having um a chronic illness I talked about at the end of the episode because that was a long episode and I talked about how happy I was to finally get a job that came out of nowhere and Um, as a behavior therapist and I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited look at God look at God but at the same time I really am the one who and I think I even mentioned it was applying to this job out of panic I was looking and looking and looking for work because if you know me you know I'm always working like whether it be doing a play doing something theater related um you know or film related or it's like you know working at a job like educational it was usually where I worked with was like theater and education sometimes mixed together so that was my thing so I got this job as a behavior therapist working with uh young kiddos with autism and that was really exciting for me because like me they had a disability and 
you know, it's it, it's pretty much an invisible disability. You don't really necessarily know until you talk to them or you see how they behave. And then you're like, oh, you know, something's up, good or bad. Anyways, but um, before that, I worked at Dell Children's with High School Plus kids um, with learning and physical disabilities. And that's when I knew then that I was like, dude, I, I like love working with with uh students with disabilities like because i feel like i i can relate to them so much like so much and um that was really inspiring to me so anyways fast forward to me getting that job that was cool and cool super cool um but like i said to you before i was terminated i think i said it like a couple episodes in january um or the end of december i don't remember but I was terminated um, from that same job while I was in the hospital. They let me go because I was in the hospital too long. And I was like, wow, like it was very humbling, very sad. I was devastated. But what I realized now was that sometimes God will allow you to go through things, even though he never said God God was like, I, I didn't give you that. You just took that. But I let you take that because he's our father. And sometimes he sees us taking something from the kitchen when we know you're supposed to wait till it's time to eat. But you taking it anyway and your parents sees it and they're like, well, I'm gonna let them take it. But like it's a jalapeno. I'm gonna take it, but it's gonna be hot. You know what I mean? They gonna know it's hot or whatever, you know, the situation is. But he let that situation happen, even though. I thought it was of God. He was like, I mean, it wasn't necessarily my doing. You did it, but I was with you while you were doing it. I never left you. And then he closed that door. So I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this to me. They let me go. And I felt devastated because here I am with a disability, unable to walk around and move. And... um. I felt super low at that point. I saw a psychiatrist because I was like, dude, I don't know about about living because it's like it's kind of like overrated. (laughs) And I was just like devastated. And and he was like, I mean, he gave me a lot of wise words, you know, and he was like, honestly, um, you could also you can always reapply to that job, but. I would I would be wary because you can reapply and then they can still hire somebody else even though you reapplied. And I was like, ooh, that's that's true. I'm not gonna reapply, what's the point? You know? And uh little little did I know, they still they'd be looking for people to work there every day, like every time. But anyways, anyways, neither here nor there. So that happened, that's crazy. So God closed that door, right? And here I am struggling to walk, using a walker every time I go somewhere. Really sad situation, very depressing, very embarrassing situation that I was in. Um, I remember going to the doctor's office and I had my walker with me. And there was a man, an older man there. And he looked at me and he was like, I feel your pain. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) I don't know if I should be honored that he feels my pain or embarrassed, you know? But anyways, so so that happened and the door has been closed. I'm trying to figure out how to get stronger. I'm working out. I'm doing all this stuff. 
my legs are just like dead jello literally jello like couldn't move them that well I could move them but they were very they were moving they had a mind of its own their own you know so anyways all this time I'm an artist and I'm thinking oh my goodness like thank you that the theaters are shut down like God knew he knows what he's doing man he closed everything down which sucks, especially if you're a theater person, you just want to be on stage or at least be in the theater, sitting in the audience, you know? Um, so the fact that we couldn't do that, I was also like, thank you, thank you, God, thank you, God. But while I was sick in the hospital, I had to turn down two shows. Um, they both asked me to be in plays and I was like, oh my gosh, I really wanted to do them. I was like, yes, I'm back. People still want me to be an artist. Yay. But... I lost, you know, I had to turn those gigs down because I was like, I don't think I'm going to be out of the hospital in time. And I think I got out like three days after the gigs went up. So, yeah, uh, it was good of me, but it was hard for me to turn down those offers because I was physically not able to do so. Um, So that that happened. That sucked. Right. So keep those things in mind. All the doors that are closing. Boom, boom, boom. God's closing doors. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, why are you doing this, Lord? What does this mean? Like, um, but little did I know that he was like, I got something better for you. So fast forward. I'm sitting I'm sitting on my in my room, like chilling on social media or something. I don't know. But then, bloop, I get a message, and it's from someone who, um, she's also an artist and an educator, super in, super intelligent, like a smart, smart woman who I love. She was like, hey, um, we're looking for someone to take over our Black Arts Matter Austin, Texas um, social media pages. And I was like, what? She was like, we really would love for you to do it because... We we uh, follow you on social media and you're pretty good at social media. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah. So if you're interested, let me know. These are the hours and this is the pay. And it's super, super part time. But, you know, if you're interested, let me know. And I was like thinking in my head, yeah, I'm interested because I, lo- I would love to be a voice for black artists First, second of all, I don't have any income coming in. So, yeah, I'm interested. Right. Um, So that happened and that came out of nowhere. I was like, God, thank you so much for this random opportunity. And and it's in the arts and it's um, for black people. So I was like, wow, God is really showing out. Okay, so that was step one. Right. That was cool. Then couple and I don't know I probably mentioned this before I don't even know about the about the BAM ATX but if not now you know so that's cool so the next thing that happened was um I um had a couple of job interviews and one of the job interviews I knew about I applied for it you know comfortably because I had always wanted to work in like Montessori environment and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my chance. And then she actually called me a few times. We had a phone interview because she wanted me to go in person, which makes sense. I see now why. But, you know, at the time, um, I wasn't able to drive by myself. I had to get like I had to like drive around with my mom just for safety precautions, which makes sense, especially when I think about 
me driving to work before I went to the hospital, dangerous. And I'm already a crazy driver. If you've seen my car, you already know that it looked chewed up, okay? Because <laughs> of me. Um, but anyways. Um, but so at the time, I wasn't necessarily able to drive myself. I mean, I think I was comfortable doing it. But I think I got to a place before that where I was like, again, moving out of haste which is what I did to get the job that I had before the hospital. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm moving too quick. Like, So I was kind of like asking everybody, but God, what do you think about this? Should I do this job? What do you think? Da, da, da. And then out of nowhere, and I remember applying, but I didn't know why I was applying. I just remember filling out like a a Google forum, like, are you interested in working for AISD as a teaching assistant? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'm gonna apply. Um, I say apply, but you know, I thought I was just filling out a forum. And they were like, if you're interested, here are some schools that can really use you. You should come to the Zoom meeting this day or this day. And I like didn't remember it, or if I did remember it, I just didn't go. I was like, uh, I'm gonna walk away from this because I don't think it's meant for me. And so I walked away from it. And she, they called me and called me and called me. And then eventually a principal called me and she was like, let me, let's just talk for like, we probably talked for like 10 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. It was very short. And she was like, okay, yeah, we want you to come to our, um, we want to do another Zoom meeting and this time um, you can join. And I was like, yeah. She was like, don't worry about that first one because so many people we're having trouble getting on Zoom, so you're not the only one. So we're not holding it against you at all. And I was like, yes, you know. So that happened. <clears throat> that was a cool experience. So fast forward again to the time of the Zoom meeting. That was cool. It was like a really comfortable Zoom meeting. Really, I got to meet everybody, and she asked me all these questions. And I was like, answering them on the fly but I wasn't like and then if I did if I didn't know I was like yeah so you know I don't know (laughs) and I would say I don't know because like I don't know I just kept it real I mean what else could I do and so that happened and um probably like a couple of weeks later they officially offered me a job okay with Um, an elementary school here in Austin being uh, a special education teaching assistant for kids on the spectrum. So I was like, oh my gosh, Lord. So he closed that door so he can open this door. And this door he opened, it was like me not even realizing that I had even applied to this job. I remember somebody that I worked for like probably six years ago. Um, she was like, hey, AISD just called me and asked me about you. And so I told him, you know, I told him really good things. And I really hope you get the job. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Like, I don't even remember. I don't know how they got that information. I thank you, you know. And she was like, yeah, I got you. Like, no worries. And I was like, oh, wow. But sure enough, the very next day, they offered me the job, right? And that was super, super cool super unexpected i was like god is moving god wants me to be here and he wants me to work with children on the spectrum um 
And I told them when I was doing the Zoom interview, I was like, you know, I'm a, I think I'm an advocate for people with disabilities because I now have one. I mean, I now have one. I think I've had one, but I didn't know what it was. And I'm now embracing the fact that I am disabled, you know? Um, and I can't do anything but embrace it and accept it and be empowered by it. And so I think that's the journey that I'm on. And so that leads me to another thing. Well, I was like looking on social media and I saw um, that the artistic director for Tilt Performance Group, T-I-L-T, was looking for, you know, people to audition for their company and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, like, this could be cool because they're a company who um, specializes with actors who have disabilities, right? And when I did that radio play for ACC, one of the people who wrote the play, I think she's a board member, and she also has a disability. Her husband has a disability also. And she wrote this amazingly beautiful play. So I was like, oh my gosh. Anyways, um, so... I had a meeting with the artistic director on the phone and because he was like, when I saw that you were interested, I was like, hell yeah. Like, I really want to work with her. Like, of course. And I love this guy. He was my director before. He's um, he's been just like, like a part of my life for the longest time. And he's a genius. He's super smart, super like talented, like. So for him to think that way about me was like, wow, you think that I'm talented? You know, anyways, um, so we had a talk and he was like, I told him my story with MS. And if you listen to my other podcast, then, you know, it's the same story. Um, and he was like, dude, um, um, I would I feel like you would be, of course, a company member. That's cool. You can do that anytime. But I really want you to be a board member and I was like you want me to be on the board and I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that but I just said it um but I think I think that I was just like dumbfounded like that's so amazing like so I could possibly and I'm not saying I'm yes I'm a shoe in I'm on the board da, da, da. you know that stuff is still like in the works because the snow apocalypse happened and slowed a lot of things down so we're waiting to get the ball rolling again in a lot of different places, which I think that's God also telling me personally um, that he wants me to get stronger, stronger in my faith and stronger in my physicality and mobility. So I'm like, thank you, God. Shout out to God. But also the many things artistically that he's done. So not only did he close the doors for two gigs that I really kind of wanted to do, he opened like more, I think more sophisticated doors, like board members, social media, um, marketer. Um, but also to work in the school district again, because I used to work in the school district, like probably six years ago. Um, and then I left to be a theater arts teacher at a charter private school, not charter school, a private school. And I realized like, wow, I, I kind of hate this, you know, but anyways, um, so I did that, but he closed a lot of those doors and then he opened this door so wide and was like, walk through it, even though you're scared, go, go. 
And so I did it. And I'm learning now that sometimes we open doors that God's like, uh-uh, I didn't, I didn't tell you to open that door. But we don't close it because we want it, you know. And sometimes we open doors and God's like, you know, I didn't want you to open that door, but I'm going to lead you through this like, because this could be good for you. Like me going to the gym and... I was like, after I left the gym, I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it was super awesome. I love it. But um, I I couldn't commit comfortably because I didn't know when I was going to start work. And I didn't want to get into this routine that I couldn't stay committed to. So I, I waited. And um, she just texted me today like, hey, it's the last day of the February like promotion but we do have awesome stuff happening in march like if you're still interested and i was like yeah so i don't know you know god could be like don't give up i don't want you to give up so that's my long exhort corner for myself but um i really just think like god is really making moves in my life for the better and you know god universe however you say it you know i say god but that makes you feel uncomfortable you know, he, he is the universe. So, and I say he, sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm weird about genders. Sometimes I'm like, the universe is the universe. Like, I don't know, he, she, stuff like that, you know, pronouns, pronouns make me, um, you know, that's another subject. That's another podcast episode. But so that was my exhort corner. So I, uh, I love you guys all and just tie it in. Uh, I want to tie it into my unfriend of the week real quick. Unfriend of the week. So my unfriend of the week is just, I really want to just talk about um, how, first of all, Black History Month was interesting. I feel like we were robbed because of Snowpocalypse, but I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But I think it was this way last year too for Black History Month was during the pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Um, well, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. We still had a cool Black History Month. And then after that, it was like pandemic. Um, but I, um, every day um, from the first till today, I... You know, I did a photo challenge where I took photos or took photos. I showed photos of like influential, influential like males, influential females or uh, the saddest day in black history or, you know, um, uh, a black entrepreneur, you know, certain things like that that really inspired me. And just me in particular, not necessarily this person or that person who was inspired by that, but it was just stuff that I was inspired by. So um, that was something really cool that I did for the month of February, and it was overwhelmingly cool. It also showed me how many black um, civil rights or like black influential people that I played on stage, like Fannie Lou Hamer, Coretta Scott King, um... Bree Newsome. Um, those are just to name a few, which is awesome. 
or uh, like plays that I performed by influential black authors like Lisa B. Thompson, Saul Paul. Shout out to y'all. I love y'all. You guys are the goats. Goats meaning the greatest of all times. So, so anyways, um, to wrap it up, I just think that social media, you know, I kind of became engulfed in it. You know, we've kind of all been engulfed in it. And I talk about like unfriending people who um, you don't like how they make you feel when you look at their social media pages. Are they inspiring you or or are they um, making you feel inadequate? And if that's the case, stop following them or, you know, delete them unfriend them, whatever you got to do, you know? But I think for me, I think my unfriend of the week is going to probably hopefully extend to an unfriend of the month with exceptions of work. When I do like Black Arts Matter um, things for social media and Facebook, those are probably times when I'll get on. And when I get on to promote this episode, you know, but I think I'm going to chill from social media for a while. And like, you know, sometimes we say like I'm taking a break, and then we post like a post about taking a break. But um, one girl, she posted like, "Oh my gosh, you know I'm having a hard time. I'm gonna take social media break." But man, if that didn't last but a week, if that and she was back on posting stuff, and I was like, "Man, you know." Um, so I know that it can be just another drug. It's another addicting thing, and I'm like, if I can put down real drugs, if I can put down real stuff that was really messing me up, I can put down a little social media. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to unfriend that stuff for the month. And I'm going to try to last this whole month with the exception of work or anything I might have to do on social media. Because, you know, being an artist, they're like, promote us, tag us, da-da-da. But those will probably be the only times that I kind of do that stuff. But I want to chill. I want to take my time and just really focus on growing. I have a lot to like be thankful for and a lot to learn and a lot to do. Um, and I encourage you all to kind of take that challenge with me if you want. And then to wrap it up, I'm going to do a listen, read, watch, listen, read, watch Um, the stuff that I'm listening to and listen, listen, read are kind of like they go hand in hand. Right. Like depending on what you're listening to, reading and watching, they're kind of all the same. And um, okay, something that I'm listening to that I've really enjoyed is called uh, I think I mentioned this before but it's called Eat Dirt by Dr. Josh Axe A-X-E Dr. Josh Axe and I really love this book Eat Dirt it's so funny but it's really about like kind of like Terry Walls like um, it was called it's about like leaky gut and stuff like that and He talks a lot about like his family health issues and how his mom had like breast cancer twice and she was super depressed. She was a teacher, I think, a gym coach also. And she went from 
that stuff until he went in her fridge and like he said he threw away three huge huge trash bags of like food that was just not no longer serving her you know and she changed her diet and then immediately not immediately but like quickly felt so much better she got stronger started doing stuff that she never thought she would be able to do again and I was so so inspired by that story that I was like I'm about to eat dirt so that's pretty much what I've been doing probably I started it in August but I haven't really I mean the eat like my whole like change your diet thing started it in August but it wasn't until I went to the hospital the second time and I started re- reading like the walls protocol in the hospital that I was like <clears throat> it turned me off from like eating in general I was like I don't want none of this hospital food because sadly enough even though you in the hospital like I think my mom said like you know they are, they have food on the menu so that people will eat because some people are not eating well you know so they end up in the hospital for certain things and so the food you know can be an encouragement for a lot of people to eat better uh, or not to eat better but to eat in general so I was like oh that makes sense you know but it was like not good food so I was like I couldn't wait to get home so anytime I was there I was like um yes can I get some broccoli with some green beans and bring some cucumbers and hummus and I was like whatever however green it is I want that like because certain things I just didn't want to be eating I didn't want to prolong my stay in the hospital because I was choosing to eat like graham crackers because, man, I was eating carbs like crazy when I was in the hospital. And carbs are okay, but it depends on the carb, right? But anyways, Dr. Josh asks, eat dirt. And, of course, eat smarter by Sean Stevenson. Amazing human. Like, so along with my listens, um, I'm reading... I mean, I'm listening to, uh, uh, what's it called? His podcast It's called the model health show, the model health show. And dude, he, he's a genius y'all. I'm not even playing with you. Sean Stevenson. He's a genius. The model health show. I recommend it. I can't recommend it enough. And eat smarter is like, Man, like, he's a genius. I mean, he's really encouraged me. I mean, him next to Dr. Daniel Amen, and um, they were on each other's podcasts, like, I think a couple of times. And I think I was listening to The Brain Warrior's Way by Dr. Daniel Amen and his wife, Tana Amen. Um, they had him on his episode once. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this man? First of all, he sounds black. Second of all, he's he's a genius. And I think Dr. Daniel Amen had him on an episode because he was talking about sleep. And because Sean Stevenson also has a book called Sleep Smarter, which is amazing. Um, that really encouraged me to get better sleep because I know with um, inflammation, like sleeping better definitely can do a lot for your inflammation right and so I was like okay I'm I'm hooked I'm sold and then uh, I heard him I heard Daniel Amen on um the model health show and I was like oh my gosh like they're 
I think Daniel Amen is like a uh, mentor for him, Sean. And it was just like super inspiring to listen to them both speak about health and stuff. And I'm like really into people who talk about health and stuff. And that's that kind of stuff used to really annoy me, used to bother me because I was like, like, because I think some people kind of do it to be uh, snooty and then some people do it to be encouraging. I don't know. I think for me, it's definitely to be encouraging. Like if you look at me, you would see like, mm, you, you, might have, you might have a little work to do, right? But if you see me, who I was, like even in college, like I remember watching my mom, you know, she records a lot and she was recording like my senior recital when I was singing with some friends. And I remember we showed it to my dad. She was like, come here, look. And he was just like, whoa, wow. Because I don't even look the same. Like, I have lost so much weight since then, right? I still have work to do. But the fact that when I step on the scale and it says 100, blah, 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 I'm like, whoa. Because I was like 220, 240 for like the longest time. And for someone like me, that was bad, right? So I had leaky gut. I had inflammation for the longest time, right? The longest time. And it wasn't until I took a strength training class in PE, like in college, where I started lifting weights in the mornings that I realized like weightlifting is like really good for you, you know? Um, a lot of people are like, oh, you'll get bulky, da, da, da. But no, I ended up losing a lot of weight. And that's when I realized like, yo, I'm fly. Like, um, so anyways, I'm just saying those podcasts those um those podcasts those slash books are like amazing and dr josh axe also has a podcast too called um the dr josh i mean sorry the dr axe show and he also talks about different different health things like food as medicine um using food as medicine and i think that's basically what uh, Dr. Terry Walls suggested that she was going to try when she was eating, I mean, taking, um, I think, conventional medicine. She changed it to making food be her medicine. And honestly, for me, um, like, she's awesome. And I know the Walls protocol can be really, like, Specific, but some people don't have Walls Protocol money to be buying this and that and stuff. But I, you know, I have I've really invested in buying so many things that are good for me, and like buying them in bulk. Like even before I was in the hospital, I mean, after I got out of the hospital the first time, I bought like all these um, perfect supplements. Like that's literally the name of the website, PerfectSupplements.com. And um, I bought like this huge thing of collagen. I bought so many pills, like pills, supplements, like green coffee, African mango, um, spirulina, like you name it. Like I was buying all kinds of superfoods and medicines, supplements to help me. And that really has played a big part in my life. So, so... Um, 
reading other books that I'm reading. Oh, oh my gosh. Like there is this book that I was. Shoot, man. Okay. (laughs) I called myself trying to play, not play the book, but read the book title, but it's called Conversations in Black by, uh, by Ed Gordon. And it's, um, it has like conversations on power, politics, and leadership. And it has people in the book like Maxine Waters. We, we love a good Maxine Waters, honey. And Iyanla uh, Van Zant, who is, she has like a show called Get Your Life or something. And she has a pretty good moments. Charlemagne the Gods in this book. Stacey Abrams, shout out to you. D.L. Hughley, Eric Holden, Jamel Hill, Al Sharpton. And uh, Michael Eric Dyson, T.I.'s in this book. I think, um, what's his name? Oh, shoot. I forgot his name. But I see him. He had that one show on Netflix. And he was in that band. That this, he was also, I don't know, he's a black guy. Awesome. Amazing guy. Um, big pothead, though. You know, but but genius. Genius. Um but if you know who I'm talking about, you can just shout it in your car or in your radio, whatever. But, um, and watching, what am I watching? I'm watching, again, so many sermons, like Transformation Church with Michael uh, Todd. He just has amazing, he has, like, um, some really good lessons that are really, they've been really, like, encouraging to me. But another thing, completely, like, opposite of this I was watching, I blame my brother and his wife but because they be getting me onto stuff that are like so good from the jump, like the first 10 seconds, I'm like sold. Um, but it's called, it was called Jenny, Jenny and Georgia. It's on Netflix. Such a good show, such a good show. Like it talks about colorism, like racism. It talks about education. It talks about married life. Uh, you know, it talks about um, abuse, like sexual abuse. Um, you know, um, it talks about uh, school abuse, like bullying. I mean, so many, like, so many good topics in one. But it was also funny. It talks about politics. It was also funny. It makes you think. They have some amazing quotes in it. Um, Poetry in it. I saw some pretty good slam poetry moments that were awesome. Um, It was all just like so, so well thought out. Something I'm I'm going to watch on Netflix is called Amend. And I think Will Smith. um, Will Smith is a part of this project. And it's called Amend. And it talks about like slavery in America. In America, I don't know if it's America or if it's like, you know, extends beyond America. So that's something I've been watching or I'm going to watch. I've been watching the Gospel of Matthew. I want to watch all four of them, but they're each super long. And I started this. I started this podcast. I mean, I started this episode like months ago, but I never finished it. Right. Um, But I, I was watching it and I was like, let me stop this and record this episode because I need to record um, so I did that, but I'm going to go back to it when I'm done. Um, but it was so good that um, 
it was just like all the stories that I've been reading now that I'm getting more familiar with the word that I, I'm starting to listen to. Um, I'm, it's cool to see them like play out in front of me because you can picture certain stuff in your mind. But, you know, you read and you think like, OK, because I read it like. But, you know, they don't always put it in everything into context. Right. So it's cool to kind of see certain things playing out in context. So that's been really cool. Um, uh, I'm like, I'm sure there's other stuff that I've been watching or want to watch that I haven't. Oh, PBS. They came out with this. Um, this series, I think it's only two episodes, but it's called Black Church. And it's about like the origin of the black church and how how it began, you know, from back in the day and then how it's been, you know, been raising up into, you know, 2020. And it's been so captivating, so inspiring. I mean, I was watching that and that's what really inspired me to read the book of Exodus because, you know, that whole book's about slavery, oppression and it's about, you know, going to the promised land and Moses, you know, telling Pharaoh to let his people go. And I know that the slaves would read that um, book and they were super inspired by its message, you know, that they were encouraged because they saw themselves in the chapters of Exodus. And I was like, I want to read Exodus. And, you know, you kind of are familiar with it from like, you know, uh, Prince of Egypt, you know, the cartoon. And I was like, yeah, you know, I know some of these stories, at least from what, you know, Prince of Egypt showed me, but, you know, to, to read it, because I'm reading a chapter of Exodus a day. And I think today I'm going to read a chapter 13. Um, so you hear all about like the different chapters and what they have to say and um you know just how stubborn uh Aaron Aaron I was reading the Netflix oh that's another thing the killer inside the mind of Aaron Hernandez ooh lord that's crazy okay but anyways you just hear how stubborn Pharaoh was when Moses was like um the Lord said, let his people go, or this is he going to see the plague of gnats and frogs and, you know, this. And it got down to him killing the firstborn to where he was like, all right, get out of my sight. Like, get out of here. And um, sometimes I feel like, you know, that's how God speaks to us is like, you know, if you don't listen, like either you try to hear him when he speaks or he's going to make sure you hear him, right? Um, Because we serve a jealous God. He's jealous. There's a song, he is jealous for me. And and I believe that, like, um, like, I'm going through this whole situation where I'm without my husband. I haven't seen my husband for a long time now. And... Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's cool because I'm like already like a chill, low key person. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. But also, um, I think God is doing this because he wants me to belong to him to make sure that I serve him before I try to like serve this other human, which I'm not like, whatever you say, uh, you want me to get you some, 
you want me to make you some food? You want me to do this? You want me to do that? Like, ugh, like, not necessarily only that, you know, but, you know, to be spiritually mature and spiritually searching him. So I think he wants to grow me physically in my walk and spiritually in my walk with him. So um, I, I was all over the place with those listen, read watches. And I don't know if it cut me off and I'm, if I'm going to still be able to have that episode, but hopefully I will. And you can uh, go back and listen. But thank you so, f- so much for listening to this episode as this wraps up the month of February. And more episodes are going to come your way. More cool, exciting news um, coming up ahead. So uh, stay tuned, y'all. And thank you for listening. To Oh, my gosh. I forgot to tell y'all one more thing that I watched. Okay. Malcolm and Marie on Netflix with Zendaya and Denzel Washington's son, I think. It was an amazing amazing movie it was like a master class in acting zendaya killed it or is it zendaya she killed it so many people were um clowning that movie because i think they was just used to seeing her on the disney channel but she grown okay she's a grown woman and she's entitled to her you know her acting career and she doesn't just take whatever gig she gets you know she mentioned that she is selective just like we all should be you know you have boundaries and say like i don't want to perform in this show but i will do this or whatever whatever have you but it was such a good movie like so good it made me cry it made me think it really encouraged me a lot so um yeah malcolm and marie okay okay my bad my bad i just i have my tv on like it's like a play screen that just shows like different shows that they're doing on Netflix. And that one came up and I was like, oh, yeah, how could I forget? Um, it was so good. And while I was getting my hair braided or like twisted, um, this the hairstylist played a movie called um, Black Water that took place in, in Africa. And it was a suspenseful show. I didn't even finish it. Okay. Like, it was so good, though. So good. I think my mom went home to finish it, but I don't know. I didn't. Um, But it was an amazing... I mean, shout out to just, like, Netflix in general for showing more black stories, telling more black stories, and not, like, I don't know, like, um, expected black stories. They're just telling all the different worlds of black stories like I was telling you about Jenny and Georgia but also like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom that's an awesome one like you know Amend like there's so many different stories that are are trying to be told and I'm like keep them coming like we need new you know people to to in in encourage us and exhort us and lift us up because black people man we've been oppressed for so long like and still we rise still we the star okay still we shine so i just encourage all my black people to keep shining keep rocking keep rolling you in this you doing this and uh again okay this time for real i'm gonna end it but thank you for listening to 
Summaries with Chuck. Boom, 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 bo